bro, did you? No, nah, cause you're gonna put this on the show. But have y'all seen this little girl? Who? Not a little girl. I don't even know how old she is. What she does those sounds and. Nah. Y'all ain't seen it? Nah. I think they call her Pinky Doll or something. Bro, y'all need to Google or or Twitter search Pinky Doll. There's this girl. Pinky Doll. I know, right? There's this girl where I don't even know how to explain it, a but it's been going on man. all week or last two, two weeks. Kids is watching Pinky Doll. <laughs> now listen, listen. And I, I guarantee you all our viewers. I, I guarantee you all our viewers know what I'm talking about. I'm like, very interested to see where this is going. <laughs> I don't kink shame. But, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's get the show started. What you watch, you know what I'm talking about. But it's like some kind of social media thing where. All your viewers are like sending you certain tasks to do, and they're paying for the task. Oh, so yeah, you that do came it across my timeline. So I'm, 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 I'm oh saying. yeah, yeah. So what is it? What is it? Uh, her name is Pinky. I don't dog. know what it is, but like it, is it got either. me worried for like the next generation. So, so what I'm so trying to say? It, got me, it literally got me worried for cool the next now. generation. I don't know what's cool anymore. You got to tell like, me what, what is it? What is it? You got you got to watch it. You Bro, can't even ask me that it. question. We don't know how to answer. <laughs> we don't know how to say what. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. Man, I love how you can search. So this is it right here. And I saw another like one. This is it, right? <laughs> the gang gang always make me laugh, man. Gang gang. Bro, shook right now. <laughs> look at his face. He is so shook. <laughs> That's all she does, bro. And look how focused she is. Like, she ain't missing none of them things. Oh, so she's clipping, like, each one? And she's just, like, going through, like, one after another? Yes. Bruh, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Welcome to First and 15, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion AB. Alongside him is my guy, Dio the Machine. Guys, I know that you guys have been drafting for a while now, and so you have a number of drafts underneath the, uh, your belt. Let's talk about the players who you have the most exposure with. Like, AB, like, who have you, like, been drafting over and over and over again and you haven't really realized that you have, like, so many shares of this particular player. Oh, man. I mean, to be quite honest, like, I think most of the, like, the guy, you know, from an ownership uh, standpoint, most of the guys I'm, like, heavy weighted on, mm -hmm. uh, I'm fairly aware because they're just guys that I usually take a couple of rounds ahead of, uh, ahead of ADP. And typically these are, like, your later round guys. Yeah. So, like, it's very easy for me just to, like, you know, jump a, a couple of rounds because I really think, like, you know, honestly, like after Value round, gets flat at that point. Yeah, after yeah. round yeah. four, 14, you know, 14 through 20, like if you're in the FFPC league or really any league that has like 20 plus rounds, like it's really just a bunch of dart throws. So for me, I try to identify guys that I, I am high on. And this is where I really want to be overweight on certain players. So mm -hmm. to name a few, you know, guys I've kind of cherry picked uh, Hayden Hurst. Jelani Woods, uh, both of those are about 40% ownership. That's high. 
That is high, you know, and obviously, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm over at the uh, FFPC tight end premium uh, scoring. So tight end premium, you get 1.5 points per PPR for tight ends. Everybody else gets one point per reception. So tight ends, obviously, you know, especially if they're tight ends who catch a lot of passes, they can do damage in, in any given week. So for these guys, you know, we all really like the idea of trying to find that late round tight end, especially because I think for most of us, we really try to avoid drafting some of these higher end guys early on. Uh, we found a lot of advantage, uh, mm -hmm. some value, and have been fortunate to find these like diamond in the rough type tight ends. So yeah. it's something I'm just going to continue to do. Um, yeah, but, but let's let's work our way back up the board though, okay. because like let's talk about like those high end players that you have a lot of exposure on. Like who yeah. like towards the top of the board? Yeah, because that's what people really want to know. Yeah, who know, at the top of the board do you have that exposure? Nope. People who you high on? Hate nurse. Come on, come on. So again, I've been drafting early. So mm -hmm. a lot of these guys, I was just getting because I was just like, there's no way I'm letting this guy fall past this round, mm -hmm. and I'm just going to get as much as I can because I felt like these guys were also going to move up boards. Yeah. You know, I just sort of kind of looked at the board as a whole, and I felt like once training camp started, once a little bit of news came out, once situations became a little bit more clarified, these guys were going to move up. So, you know, the part of the first guy is Keenan Allen. Uh, okay. I think, you know, okay. obviously we have in our minds last year uh, him missing quite a bit of the season, especially the first half. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think people fail to realize or, or, or really don't appreciate how strong he finished the season. Yeah. And so I know he's getting older. Uh, a couple of months ago, I sent out this tweet about old aging wide receivers. And it was specifically old aging wide receivers who started on new teams. And that list just like made me just like really open my eyes to the idea that if a wide receiver is truly elite, even into their thirties, they can still produce with elite numbers. Yeah. Devontae Adams was another, you know, example of that. So I like the way he finished. He's a target monster. You know, I don't want to go into the offense too much, but obviously they bought uh, Kellen Moore in. Uh, and I really feel like this offense is going to move away from just, you know, this dink and dunk to Austin Eckler mm -hmm. to more, uh, you know, downfield passing. And Are you and not worried about his age at all? I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, again, going through that list, y'all, you know, I wish I could, you know, if I, if I find it, I'll go ahead and drop it on Twitter. But basically, if you Google aging wide receivers traded to new teams for, or first year on new teams, and you go down through that list, it really highlights that if these wide receivers are truly elite, mm -hmm. we can't necessarily just anticipate a drop off. And again, I, you know, watching him play at the end of the last year, the target share that he, you know, that he earned, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not too concerned. I, I really not. I mean, he, the, the risk of injury is still there, but the fourth round, the reason my ownership percentage is so high is because he was just going to the uh, late, you know, round four. And, I, and he may have been going later than that, but I just, you know, anytime I was like in the mid to late round four, I was just taking him every single time. Yeah. Yeah, Dio, like how many drafts have you had so far this year? Man, come on, man. Come on. I mean, <laughs> next, like, next ballpark, ballpark, ballpark figure. I don't answer questions like that. Man, but I answer your question as far as exposure, right? So, but, so, but, so, but the exposure doesn't matter if you've only had like two or three drafts. And I know I've you had have, more than two or three drafts. All right, well, then so give anyway, us a ballpark so, figure how many uh, drafts you've had. He's had double figures. I've had double figures. All right. All right. All right. So, all right. triple figures? So, first of all, <laughs> hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. 20 plus? I, by the way, and we were talking about this earlier, I have way more dynasty teams than I do. Redraft teams, yeah. like redraft teams, almost like second, like second backhand for me. Yeah. But so this question is interesting because the way Abby started answering is the way I kind of was expecting it to be answered. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that when when you think about doing multiple teams, 
the players that you end up having the the most exposure to are typically the guys that are later in the drafts because mm-hmm. at that point you're just picking your guys. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't matter if a guy's in the 15th or the 18th round. You're just getting your guys. You end up wanting those same guys over yeah. and over and over. So for me, you know, my most high ownership is going to be like your Malik Davis because I feel like I don't think Pollard can keep that workload to himself all season long. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm basically banking on that. Yeah. I, I'm still high on Marvin Mims. Um, I yes. would get him yeah. a fair amount. Yeah, I got 35% uh, up there. You know, yeah. uh, Rashawn Johnson, I was getting him. Yeah, um, he's up there. But players like that. But then when you ask the question, though, you, the higher end of guys, mm-hmm. see, that's interesting for me because I tend to draft on value in the early part of the draft, right? Yeah. I tend to just say, okay, I'm at this position. Let me get a guy that if I wasn't – if you know, typically, if I wasn't at this position, I typically wouldn't get. Mm-hmm. So if a guy falls to me, it's more like, I guess, value-based drafting. Yeah. Uh, but if you kind of just kind of remove that from the equation, my guys are going to be like your CDs. I have a fair amount of Josh, uh, sorry, Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's probably going to, that door's probably shutting out with the news that he restructured his contract. Same. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, let's see, I have a fair amount of, um, T. Higgins, when he was going in the third, like the mid-third, which I think he's back there now. Yeah. Um, I don't got as much of him anymore because now I'm seeing other guys that are falling. But those are guys I tend to have the most or highest exposure to as far as high end. And when I say the highest exposure, I'm not saying I have a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Just more so compared to the other players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you talked about value drafting versus get your guys. Like, when do you kind of make that transition from, hey, like, I'm value drafting whoever is falling to me. I'm going to take to, hey, like now I'm in this round and I'm going to start getting my guys. Like when is that transition for you? So so the the reason I, I actually value draft, especially in these tournaments, is because when I look at these boards, they tend to look the same as far as you're getting the same type of teams in the back end, middle part of the draft, and front part of the draft. So then if you just kind of flip through a whole bunch of drafts, these teams look very similar. Mm-hmm. So when I get into a draft, I then say, if I'm trying to compete against hundreds of thousands of other teams, yeah. I want to figure out a way to make my team unique. Yeah. You know, because like my boy Dorsey always says, I don't want to go to the finish line holding hands with everybody and let's mm-hmm. get to the finish line again. I want to be the the outlier yeah. and mm-hmm. kind of get to that finish line. So, yeah. um, so I say all this to say when I'm drafting, I try to see who these guys that are falling. Like if I'm in hole number 11, Mm-hmm. and Cooper Cup happens to fall there. I'm going to snatch him up, regardless of how I feel about Cooper Cup. Yeah. I'm going to snatch him up because I know there's not going to be a lot of 11-slot teams that get him. Right. Um, and See. you can go through every round and kind of play that same yeah. game. So that's when I say, you know, when I'm value drafting, that's kind of the approach I want to take. Now, when I get to around, like, six or seven, mm-hmm. when teams or player ex- um, exposure starts to spread out, mm-hmm. then I'll start getting my guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I, I like this guy a little bit more. I know I was getting a fair amount of Jeff Wilson um, mm-hmm. because yeah. I think he might still be the main yeah. guy in Miami at the moment. I think um, we have – yeah, we definitely have different approaches uh, because one of my highest owned players is Steph Diggs. Hmm. Uh, and that's just kind of based on my rankings because I had him really just at the bottom of that tier with Tyreek Hill and Cooper Cup. Yeah. So – Rather than like you know, a, you know, approach it from like an ADP standpoint or a value standpoint of okay, you know, Christian McCaffrey fell or Austin Eckler fell, or try to diversify with the CD Lamb, somebody I'm not very high on this year. I just, I mean, I have Steph. What's Diggs. the highest you would take Steph Diggs? I have him ranked one, two, three, four, five, six. You have him six. So I've taken him. I literally take him. You're talking about one hundred six. One hundred six. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. If 
if you're at the 110 hole, mm-hmm. right, and Cooper Cup and Diggs are available at 110, who are you taking? Well, I'll take Cooper Cup because I have Cooper Cup ahead of Steph Diggs. And that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that, that's what I mean when I'm value drafting. Yeah. But what I guess what I'm saying is, like, if I value drafted, then I would have a lot more B. John Robinson. I would have more Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I would have Austin Eckler. I have zero of those guys. For, for, hmm. See, I don't, I don't look at that as value because me, I'm not high on B. John, regardless yeah. of where he goes. So yeah. even if I had the but, 12 pick, I, I, even if he fell, I probably still wouldn't take him because I just don't, I don't like B. John as that's a That's what I'm player. saying. So in that first round, like, you know, rather than like say, okay, you know, or if, if I'm if I'm at the 11 spot, and you know, Chris McCaffrey and Steph Diggs are there, I'm taking Steph Diggs. Over I'm doing C-Mac? it over C Mac, and I'm probably doing it 10 times out of 10. Yeah, see, I would like, take C Mac like, there. So I'm doing it 10 hmm. times out of 10, and that's kind of my approach, really, for the early rounds because you know this kind of gets to like another point as far as like you know we've been throwing out this term like value or trap. And I just got this weird feeling about the 2023 season when it comes to ADP that I really feel like ADP means a lot less now than it did years past. I feel like the tiers are so much larger now Mm -hmm. than they have been in years past. And I think that's because of a couple different reasons. There are just so many more fantasy relevant players. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that necessarily the pie has gotten larger, you know, for the entire NFL. So you I just think around. there's like a lot less spice, you know, slices. So you're coming around. Well, Not necessarily you're running back here, but let me finish the topic. Let me finish this. So there's a lot more, there's a lot, lot more running backs by committee. There's a lot mm-hmm. more teams with three wide receivers that like really are getting drafted like in the money rounds. Running backs are getting pushed down the board. There's so many like sleeper quarterbacks throughout the league. There's so many sleeper tight ends throughout the league. Like, you have these pockets where, yeah, you got the Justin Jeffersons through the Tyree Kills, and then you got the kind of like the true bell cows. But then, like, the rest of the board to me is just like, it does it really matter, like, who you take in the third versus who you take in the sixth? I think it means so much less now than it did before that around. really, like, yeah, to some degree, well, I guess me- that may point towards, you know, Again, I'm a volume drafter, so I still like to draft in tiers, but I have some guys who are just, like, not in a tier. Well, let me, let me ask you this question. Because yeah. let's go back to what the C-Mac, the C-Mac and Diggs thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just said you have a fair amount of Diggs, right? That's what – you, You've yeah. been drafting Diggs over and over I and over. I probably got, like, 28% Diggs, yes. Mm-hmm. So going back to what I was saying earlier, if you're in the 10th hole yeah. and C-Mac and Diggs falls to you, yeah. for me, it's an easy decision to take C-Mac because – for two reasons. Number one, I, I would have a fair amount of digs already, uh-huh. right? So, I, so it's not like I'm missing out on exposure for digs. If digs has a good season, I'm already good, good in, the, in that aspect. Yeah. Number two, there's not going to be many teams from the ten hole that have C Mac, so automatically your team is likely starting off unique, right? And mm-hmm. then number three, there's a chance you're just wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a chance digs doesn't have a good season this year, you're and there's a chance right. C Mac does have a good season. You're so if you're doing right. a whole bunch of drafts. And you love digs, and you've gotten your fair amount of digs, and now it's like, okay, what's the next one? You're going to say, eh, let me add another digs to my pile? Or let me just say, you know what, for the sake of me being a mass drafter and me being unique and knowing that I'm never going to take C-Mac in the top six, yeah. so now that I'm at 10 and he's falling here and yeah. he'll never fall here usually, why not finally take him? So two things. So one, 
one of the main reasons why I'm doing that is because of how I build my teams. I have five guys who I have in that top tier of wide receivers. And I, I do have that tier ranked, but I have five guys. And to me, after that, I see a significant drop off. There's guys who could potentially get there. We want to hope, but I, for me, those five guys are just like guys that like I want to start my team with. And the reason, and in 2023, the reason I want to start my team with that guy is because not only do I feel like it really gives me an advantage at that position, I know that there are so many running backs that I personally feel comfortable with later. And yes, you're 100% right. I could be 100% wrong. Mm -hmm. And this just kind of comes down to like how you play the game. Mm -hmm. So for me, like I am very aggressive when it comes to playing the high stakes game as a volume drafter. You go get most, your guys. Most people, yeah, most people are going to tell you to diversify. And most people are probably right. I'm probably doing it wrong. Like, I'll agree. I'm probably doing it wrong. I don't even think it's a right or wrong but thing. I, but, like, for me, like, yeah, for me, because I know how I want to build my team, because I know that, like, there's so many running backs that I feel more comfortable with later, mm -hmm. if I can get two of those guys, and Devontae is very close to that group. Mm -hmm. To me, he's very close to that group. So if I can start my, my team off with two of those guys and just blow people out of the water, mm -hmm. and then I can just clean up that running back later, uh, because I feel like I can grab guys. Because, again, running backs are getting pushed down. We yeah. know injuries happen, et cetera, et cetera. For me, that's just how I want to start my team. I, did I do try to diversify a little bit. I remember when I did the hard way draft, I was literally, I think, at 35% digs at that point. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know what, I'm getting – because I was – and I was also getting, like, a lot of these, like, seven through ten picks. Mm -hmm. So, I, of course, I got the seventh pick, I think, in that draft. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, you're right. Let me not get another Diggs team. I went A.J. Brown, and I did not like myself for it. I got you. You know, so I was <laughs> well, like, at that well, point, me, I was like, you know what? It for, is and, what it and is. That, and, and that, okay, so I can't knock you for that, right? Like, yeah. I, I get it. But still, I would probably still win Diggs. Yeah. Because you can always get A.J. Brown in the back end of first if you do a fair – I mean, you do so many drafts. Yeah. There's going to be plenty of opportunities for you to get your A.J. Yeah. Brown in the back end You're of right. the draft. But, and again, going back to the C-Mac thing, I know – like, I've, I haven't seen all of them, but I've never seen C-Mac go to the back end of the first. Yeah. So, mm. for me, if I see that – I mean, and, 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 and on the clock right now, on the clock right now, if I see him at, like, 10, 11 I – mean, 10 – okay, I say 10, 11, 12, and Diggs is on the board – Okay, maybe I do pull the trigger because I'm, I'm probably confident that I can get uh, a C-Mac. A fair and, amount and, and, receiver and, later and, yeah, on the and second and round. Devontae Adams. Right, and that's, yeah. that's the point I was going to make yeah. as well. Like, you'll still be able to get your yeah. wide receiver yeah. and running back. But um, so here's – I got one question for you, and then I have one statement. Well, I guess two questions. All right. First question, what pick – if everything is equal, what pick will you be comfortable taking C-Mac? Or is he totally off your No, no, your he's, list? he's not He's not totally off. He's not totally like, off. Like, what pick are you like, okay, if he's here, I'm good with taking him? So, basically, yeah, like, if Jefferson, Chase, Cup, Hill, and Diggs are off the board, mm -hmm. I'm still kind of debating on Devontae Adams. But because I know Devontae has been sliding, you get him in a second? I, yeah, I just wait because I want to see how late I can get him. I've seen him fall to, like, 210 or 29, 209. So I would just want to see if I can get him and try to take advantage of him falling right now. Mm -hmm. So basically, yeah, after those uh, five wide receivers, I'm actually pivoting to running back. Like I'm purposely pivoting to running back. Okay. Because I feel like the running backs now offer me more advantage over the CD Lambs, the AJ Browns, and the Mon Ra. Gotcha. So, you know, you know, my rankings right now, my next player right after Diggs uh, and maybe after Adams is Jonathan Taylor, actually. Okay. And then Bijan, and then we get to Christian McCaffrey, so, and then we get to Austin Eckler. 
Actually, like actually you. I think I have Nick Chubb right now. I'm putting Nick Chubb. Okay, okay. So let's yeah. let's let's hmm. let's hash this out, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because you name I think three, maybe four players that are typically taken after C Mac. Yeah. Adams. Uh, you mentioned JT. Yeah. You mentioned Chubb, and you might have mentioned a fourth person, yeah. right? So if you're playing it out, you're in pick. Let's say pick nine. Yeah. All those guys you just named are still on the board. Mm-hmm. All the guys you want before C Mac are gone. Yeah. Would you take C-Mac at nine and then get one of your guys that you named at, in the second round, knowing that they're most likely going to be there? And the reason I'm asking this question, because yeah. I, I am kind of tra- trying to trap you a little bit. Yeah. I'm asking this question because if you do that, in my view, that's actually value-based drafting. Because the guys that you think are above yeah. C-Mac, you know you can get later. Yeah. So instead of you getting them now, even though you have a rank higher... You take C-Mac now yeah. and then get the guy you have ranked higher later. Okay, I'm going to answer this question like this. Okay. If I, ha- if I do 10 drafts, that's, that's, let's call it 20. Because even if I do 10 drafts, I think I'm still going to not draft them. If I do 20 drafts, maybe mm-hmm. in one of those, I get C-Mac. Mm-hmm. In the rest, no. In the rest, I take my guys. Because, again, I really think ADP does not matter. Okay. I think I ADP you. does not matter. I think what happens is like this ADP gets set, and then we say, oh, this guy's a value. Oh, this guy like fell to X around around, and I don't think it matters. Yeah. Like, we, I really think Derrick Henry should be drafted ahead we, we of have, AJ Brown, ahead of Amon Ra, ahead of CeeDee Lamb. Like that's where I have him valued. Chris. Yeah. So to me, it does not matter. We, we have the ticker going right here, right? Yeah. Is there so, a ticker right there? So C Mac is definitely not gonna be Oh, C Mac is in there right now. He's number eleven, right? <laughs> number eleven, okay. Yeah, but he's getting pushed back. Okay. I think I'm 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 moving Nick Chubb up. Okay, okay. Um interesting. All right. Yeah, I got yeah. You. So like to me, like None of that matters. None right, of that right, right. matters. None of that matters. So I do want to diversify, but I'm diversifying with my pool. Right. So there are guys, like Devontae, like I have zero Devontae Smith. Right. So Devontae Smith would have to fall to like basically like the mid yeah. to late thirds yeah, for yeah, me yeah. to like. I got you. I you got know. you. And, and, and I just I just approach it differently because I, I, I approach things just with the mindset of there's a high chance I'm just wrong on a lot. You right? probably win more just, doing that than doing just what I do. The, the you know chaotic nature of football. Yeah. yeah. There's guys that totally I, I'm not interested in, and then when the season comes, they actually end up smashing. Like I said, man, the team that I, I went the furthest in in the tournament last year had players that when I looked at even even now looking at the team, I'm like, how did this team even get here? Yeah. Like they're not. The, the, it wasn't a team full of players I was targeting during drafts. Hmm. But regardless, I built that team in a certain way where they were formidable enough to be in the running and and me having that thought process where like I could just be totally wrong on my assessments just being able to just get as much exposure and again I'm not going to I'm not going to have this mindset and say okay I'm going to take this person at their ADP because I don't have this guy no if if they're at the ADP I'm still probably going to skip them and choose a guy I prefer yeah but if they're falling below their ADP yeah and again, I usually know I'm never I'm not gonna get them at their typical ADP. This is the only time I'm gonna actually say, okay, let me take a share. Kind of like with your Kenneth Walker draft when he fell to the back end of the fifth. Yeah, at that and, point, and, you know, at that you point he fell to the bottom of the tier. Uh and it was still a question because it was more a question on how I wanted to build that team. Right, 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 right. Uh but I felt comfortable taking them there. I think, yeah. you know, I think to me, like I was just trying to when you're at the back end of the draft, you got to, like, make tough decisions because you're not going to pick again for, like, 20-plus picks. Yeah. That's a long time. But yeah, and I, I also think Dio is kind of selling himself short because part of that team, like, is about in-season roster management. Yeah. Right. And so, like, we're going to talk more about that as we go By the way, I along. think that's 
I think that's more important than drafting. It is. Yeah. I, this season specifically, I think that's the most important yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think this season there are going to be so many guys that are going to produce. There are going to be so many guys that are going to be so volatile yeah. that the most important thing, because we're all going to have guys who are going to be able to put up 15, 20-point weeks, but the most important thing is going to be able to have those guys who can do it in your starting lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the year, it does not matter if somebody ranked – you know, the top 24 in wide receivers or the top third, you know, 20 in running backs, if you couldn't figure out when to put them in your starting lineup. Right. All these guys that we're drafting in the mid to later rounds, right. like the Devin A. Chains and the Rashad Batemans and whoever, you know. Chill so out, name. chill out, chill out. <laughs> Still trying to get but, a few more. <laughs> oh, man, Bateman, I've been just eating up. But, like, yeah, all these guys, like, Yes, they're the nice, sexy name. Because you can tell your story about any of these guys. Yeah. Look how deep we can go in the draft that I can tell myself a story about Nico Collins. I mean, I don't have Nico, but I can, Man, you know, somebody tell me a story. About story. Damn Nico Collins. Yeah. I'm not either. But <laughs> you can literally go so deep in the drafts and tell your story. St you know, I can tell myself a story about, I tell myself a story about uh, Michael Gallup all the time. He's one of my highest owned players. I have a bet about Michael Gallup. Yeah. Like, I, I, can, I can tell myself a story about Van Jefferson. I can tell myself a story about all these guys, but the story does not matter, and the end-of-season points do not matter if I did not accurately start those guys, if I did not feel comfortable starting my lineups. Look back at Njoku. How many of us started him the first two or three weeks of the season, yeah. and then we were like, damn. And then when he was, while he was on the bench, he blew up for like 30-plus points. Right, right. And yeah. then you're kind of in this Rashad Bateman did that same yeah. thing, too. But one thing, and I said this, I, I say this every draft season, and it's just my thoughts. But I'm always like, man, when people do these drafts, right after the draft, they immediately like, this team is great. This team is going to win. Yeah, yeah. And I always just laugh inside because I'm like, you have no idea how that yeah. team is going to unfold. Yeah. You can't do a draft and just be assured that's the best team yeah, out there. Yeah. Injury is going to happen. Um, there's going to be players that are on the waiver wire right now. They end up being significant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Teams are just going to not play the way you expect them to play. So I just do drafts. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I want as much exposure to everybody I feel like has a chance. And then when we get into the season, I just massage it right. Mm -hmm. Massage it right. Get that yeah. right yeah. mix. It's a little masseuse. Work, yes. work on getting the right kicker. Yeah. You know yeah. me. In season, y'all know. We talk yeah. about kicker a lot. Kicker. We talk yeah. about kicker probably way more than anybody yeah. should we talk do. about yeah. kicker. Yeah. We do. Yeah. We yeah. start looking at defense. All these little edges we try to get just to massage it right. Because for me, it's like a race in time. It's like we have from week one. One to yep. the beginning of the, the playoffs to yep. get your team right. Yep. And then when that when that uh marathon starts, it's go time. Yeah. See, but that's and that's a good point. Like, so in the in that respect, we are the same. Because I have this player pool. Like, these are the guys that I can tell, like I can tell myself a story on, and I really can believe in this narrative. And then I have this other pool of players like Man, I'm hearing all these like stories about like how this guy's gonna do this and how this, and I don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Like I just don't personally believe that narrative. I'm not believing that story. Right. That story is fictional to me. Mm. Right, right, right. This story is non-fictional. This, this is science. Like this is proven. Right. This, I believe you're in, in the this. lab with the <laughs> with the test tube yeah. and all that stuff. And the beakers, yeah, right yeah, or yeah. wrong, right or wrong. I'm like, this is my pool of guys. So what I'm doing in drafts is I'm trying to get as many combination of these players as possible. Yeah. Because yeah. I know I'm not going to be able to get in, a, get in a draft and get like, and get 100% Jamar Chase or even 50% right. Jamar Chase or 50% Jefferson. Yeah. So I'm really just trying to get as many different combinations as I can. So, yeah, I'm excluding certain players. You know, there is always a degree like Christian McCaffrey is not going to, you know, I'm not going to pass on him at, at 12. 
at one at the one twelve. Yeah. Actually, I will. Cause I'll take him in the two hundred one just to like make a point. <laughs> just to make I mean, it I some, go down. You know, he's in the second round. So two hundred one is, yeah. is your threshold. And the crazy thing is, I'm not really like that down on C Mac. Like I have no issues with like I'm not arguing against like C Mac going three or four. Mm-hmm. That's just not how I build my. Oh, teams. you never let me ask my second question. Yeah. Speak back on the C Mac, right? Yeah. Um. How would you feel if C Mac just went off this year? Like, would you would you I be upset? Would it change your process at all at you? Or you just be all. like, you just take that L? Man, my confidence level is like. Where it should not be. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, and it's been like this like for 20 years. Ask people who like I drafted with like in college. Ask me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'll be trying like, to tell this man, like, why like, you do not why know you so that? sure? You can, yeah, why are you so sure? He's like, I guarantee. I guarantee I just got a this, bed this, and I got it in my yeah. gut. <laughs> And then if I'm wrong, you know what? I'm wrong, and I just move on. Charles Barkley said, "I guarantee." So look, I want to take a quick um, interjection. Last week, um, I apologize. Um, I'll I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I'm discussing this. But I said the names wrong. Keandre Miller, I think that's how you pronounce it. Keandre Miller and Daenerys Prince. I said it wrong last year. Last week, I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Somebody put that in the comments. We read the comments. My bad. But I say that to say. Well, what you're saying, yeah. what, do y'all believe this generic Prince buzz no. at all? I mean, I think that's why we saw Isaiah Pacheco come out in pads, even, you mm-hmm. know, he's, yeah, like, yeah. he's like, look, I, I was like a late round draft pick and I took this first round draft pick's job. So what's stopping this late, you know, he feels late the pressure. Draft, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. feel the pressure. Yeah. But, but besides, besides pressure. what he feels like, just in the draft mindset. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's somebody we should maybe be targeting a little bit? Because he's going to get that first look. Exactly. He's going to get that first that, look. Literally, you could even substitute for him for MVS. You mm-hmm. can substitute him. Maybe less but so for Justin Ross. But specifically but, him. But specifically him, yes. Because that, to me, like, Isaiah Pacheco was nice, but he's not, to me, he's not anything that's, like, significant. Right. So, and, you don't, and we don't know what's going to happen in training camp. But like you said, that first look. So he's, like, an easy, like, 20th round pick. I do see him kind of moving up now mm-hmm. as the board's That's become a little bit tighter. To, if you want him, you're going to have to go get him. It's just I feel like, I mean, he's the fourth. He's, like, the fourth round. I mean, fourth string running back, right? Yeah. You're literally using a roster spot on somebody that's, to some extent, a yeah. fourth stringer. Yeah. So you have to have some kind of, like, what's the word it. I'm looking for? Like. You sh- almost like you're it's certain or, or it's, you it's, know. It's a gamble. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like you, and I, and I really don't like using the term dart throws that late because I really do think, because when you see still, when you see some guys like Robert Woods uh, or, you know, who else is down there? But when you see guys like that who really legit could, like, have, like, you know, some value in drafts or value on your team, like, yeah. some of these aren't necessarily dart throws, like, you know, if I'm, you know, taking Justin Ross, like that's a dart throw. Knowing like what that wide receiver room looks like, they traded for Kadarius Tony. They drafted Sky Moore last year. They drafted Rasheed Rice this year. They got Travis Kelsey. Yeah. They got Jarek McKinnon, a pass catching running back. Like they, you know, there's a lot that he would have to overcome to be like fantasy relevant, and he would have to like wait. So to me, that's a dart throw. But there's a lot of other people, you know, in that position that are not dart throws and that it doesn't matter what their upside is or what they're going to do for you like in the money weeks. Are they going to be there at the end of the season when people say it counts? Week one counts. Are you yeah. drafting Justin Ross? No. In Dynasty, would I you did, draft him? I did. I did like, there was a period of time where I was like taking him in the 20th and then like, I mean, there was a period of time where I was taking like Puka Nicola, you know. In, in, in redraft? 
and redraft. Okay. All these like in the twentieth round pick, and that just kind of just pivoted to like other things. If you had the stage. option of your dynasty team between um, Justin Ross, Kayshawn Butte, and Calvin Austin, who are you taking? Oh, Justin Ross easily over the other two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe in Kayshawn Butte. All right, you guys. pronounced that correctly, by the way. Good job. Don't yeah. don't 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 add us. <laughs> don't drop nothing in the comments, <laughs> guys. Let's stay on drafted for a second. So we started a segment, rate my board, and GC Holland Singh did send us his board. He Shout wanted out, us Chris. To, yeah, yes, Chris Holland wanted us to rate his board. I want you guys to go through it. He's drafting from the six hole. Starts off the draft with Cooper Cup, and then backdoor with Mark Andrews. What do you guys think about his draft so far? Uh, so Cooper Cup pick I like because you know you can argue Hill Cup I got Hill over Cup but you know just getting one of those wide receivers I like so I already like the way he started. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard for me to like draft Mark Andrews so you know for me this is like like his his team is one like if he were to tell me a story of like how this team uh, is gonna win you know the overall uh, fantasy pros championship take down that million dollars. Mm-hmm. I could potentially believe this the story. I wouldn't call it completely fantasy or fictional. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's non-fictional, but I could, you know, I could, I could see it. So I like the cup. Mark Andrews. We, I don't know what that offense is. Mm-hmm. They brought in a bunch of wide receivers. I don't know how. I don't know if his target share is going to be what it was. I think he's going to be valuable, but I don't know what it is. But I do know that on the three-week stretch, he could put up fifteen to twenty points very easily. Oh yeah, second so, with Lamar Jackson. It's too. not a wrong pick. Yeah, I think you know maybe I go Derrick Henry there, but that's not a bad pick at all. What do you think about that Freeman. Darren Waller pick in the fifth round, knowing that he had already so, had Mark Henry? I like that because what he basically is doing is what kind of Dale's alluding to a little bit is like how many people are you know tapping a button on Mark Andrews and Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. You know, so I like the I like the uniqueness of that, and then I like the stack potential with the Lamar. Uh, and Mark Andrews, and then he, you know, he drafts Zay Flowers a little bit later in the tenth round. We'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like take. He, it looks like he just missed out on Rashad Bateman mm-hmm. uh, one pick before, and then T Higgins. Anything could happen with T Higgins. He could just, yeah. you know, he could do. He could pay off that third round ADP with the healthy Jamar Chase. That tar, you know, the target tree could be extremely narrow in Cincy. I do feel like this is the year Cincy like. Puts it all together. Puts it all, no, puts it all on Joe Burrow. Hmm. Because even though I have a lot of Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. if you recall early on or sometime last year, I was just literally talking down how much I thought Joe Mixon looked, how bad I thought he looked. Yeah. But the value's there in that offense. So I understand, like, that's why I have a lot of them. But still, like, I feel like this is Burrow's year just to, like, you know, do it all through the passing game. So yeah. to me, there's no difference between T. Higgins and Devontae Smith. I really see no difference whatsoever. Dyer, like, who would you take, uh, David Montgomery or Damian Pierce? He had the choice, and he went with Montgomery. Who would you take out of those two? Um, neither. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do you like this? You have to choose. Yeah. Do you like so, this? Team? No, what do you think I, about I this team? Pro- so. Remember, I just we just talked about it. Like, yeah. I don't look at teams that I don't like it. I might not like the way you build the team, yeah. but I can't just look at the players that I don't like the team. Do you like the way he built the team? So that's what I was going to talk about. I'm going to critique the way he built the team a little bit. Mm-hmm. And again, now nah, let, let him. He want. He wants to know. He asked him. He asked, nah, he asked you. He asked, he asked, asked you. Man, no. I'm a nice guy. Let the man right? I'm not going <laughs> to. But but I look at. So first thing that sticks out to me is he has two tight ends, right? Mm-hmm. Very first thing. So yeah. automatically, this is what in my mind is a two tight end team, mm-hmm. which yeah. is not very common, right? Mm-hmm. People that do that, you know, they know that they're they're going to kind of be the anchors. So when I look at that, I say, okay, 
you most likely are saying to yourself, you're going to every week start both of those tight ends. Yep. Yeah. You're yep. not benching one. Nope. Mm -hmm. So when you do that, your flex is one flex is already utilized. Yeah. Now you have one other flex. Yep. So when I look at the team, I see he has one running back and four wide receivers in the first eight rounds. Yeah. One yep. of those wide receivers every single week gonna be is going to be on the bench yep. yeah. before he even filled his, his other starter running back slot. Yeah. So that makes me a little bit, you know, like that, and, and it be, uncomfortable. To me, it better be a, it better be a, like a wide receiver that like, okay, during the bye week, I feel very comfortable throwing him in. Right. Like, that's where yeah. I want that. And, and that's a rookie. And then the, other, the next receiver is a rookie. Yeah. So you can't even really make sure those are going to be the guys. So yeah. I'm like, okay, why didn't you consider getting your running back? Now, the first running back he got, we're not even sure if he's going to be the starter. We don't really we we're not sure about RBBC. RBBC. RBBC most likely. So the story mm -hmm. in this one is that he's Jamal Williams, but they have been comments that like he's a better pass catcher. Maybe. So maybe. you know maybe we just don't know. Yeah. But but you're basically with this thing, you're banking on him being yeah. the guy. Yeah. And then the next running back you end up taking is another rookie mm -hmm. who right now we can easily say is a third string. And back we love Devon A. Chain. Oh, I love yeah. A. Chain. We love, we love A. Chain. I love yeah. A. Chain. But, but, this is, man, but I don't know dicey. if I can go into week one and the issue with him being with, my guy. And the yeah. issue with this, too, is like, man, cut me. Man, I'm going to make this dude tweet me and, and, yeah, and yeah, say no, 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 I'm bad. Like, no, this is the issue because I'm glad you went there because I was about to, you know, I wanted to start off nice as Mr. Nice Guy. I was going to let you be, you know, the bad cop, do good cop, bad cop type <laughs> deal. Uh, you know, you, you went kind of soft cop. So let me, let me, let me now, let me now transition back to bad cop. So the issue with this is like, again, like, this is FFPC, so we got what twelve weeks before mm -hmm. playoffs. You got twelve you weeks got before sprint. playoffs. Mm -hmm. You got a sprint. You got to get so there, you can't yeah. just like start off bad. But also, who are you gonna feel comfortable with starting? In, you know, week one. Yeah. Like who, that's what I'm saying. Who are you starting with week one? Are you take? Are you just gonna take an L week one? Because you you're not. How you how you gonna know who to start? So here's the Flowers, thing. So here's the thing. Or or Johnston. So here's the yeah. thing, right? Here's a here's a crazy thing, right? And I'm always thinking about this. He gets the first look with David Montgomery. Mm -hmm. he He's going to get that first look, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. So David Montgomery's going to play. What if David M Montgomery busts? Oh, yeah. Then he you're like, hurt. damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who damn. the hell? Yeah. And you know what? I, I actually like the fact that he just started hammering running back. Yeah, later. and he yeah. got some good ones. Yeah, he got some solid like, guys. And this is the thing. So he, you know, he shot for the moon with Devin A. Chain because, again, like, you know, that's shooting for the moon. Mm -hmm. uh, Jalen Warren, you know, I, I'm like – I like Warren. I would have. I, like I would have much rather gone Roshan Johnson. Now. I would have too. But uh, with the, with this bill, because Roshan is a play, you might have to wait a bit on a little bit as well. Yeah, but you still got to wait on uh, Jalen too. Jaylen, I mean, like he may just get well, you I like think, two I points. I think Jalen might be able to get some touches okay. day one. Devin right? Singletary. See, I I, I just like well, well, I just well, like think about think about the thought yeah. process. Yeah. Like I said, he has two running backs. He's not really sure about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you're at week eleven, you know, and you're saying to yourself, I want a running back. Yeah. You're probably going to be trying to pick a running back that you, if you are in a pinch, you can that's play him week some one. Yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah. Then and that's Jared McKinnon. Because you, you at least get a first look at that one. You get a first look, but then what if that or first look Or Algier. Yeah, maybe. And I would rather have Jerome Ford over Jalen But you Warren see what we're doing? Well. We're putting ourselves in a situation where it's like, we just, we're taking guesses. Mm -hmm. Guesses. I don't know. I don't, and you're going week, to week one. Like, I want to make my guesses once I have a little bit yeah. of information. And I feel like yeah. so much emphasis is put on, like, what are these guys going to do? Weeks 15 through 17. And I understand that. But I feel like not enough emphasis is put on weeks one through four. Yes. Because weeks one through four, like, literally, nobody knows. Nobody that's, knows. That's what makes the game so fun. I call weeks it. one through four, like, if you if you are, like, 
if you were picking a time where you should be watching the NFL, it is weeks one through four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially week one. Week one, you need to watch every I, single I, second I, I of like every to say single it's game. Like, it's like Christmas because oh, now yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah, open right. your presents. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. all, you've just been seeing the presents <laughs> under the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're excited. And then we yeah. cut. Now you get to open and see what and it really is. And we all been talking and yapping yeah, and like, this guy's going to do this. This team's going to take it down. I like he hammer running back because, I mean, even now, one of those guys can't hit. Like, if an injury occurs, Stevenson gets hurt in training yeah, camp, and they sign yeah. Fournette. He yeah, got Fournette the guy right country. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I have no problem with it. It's just that the team is just a little bit shaky, yeah. slightly fragile. Um, it's not my cup of tea. But but if he does hit on a couple guys, specifically a running back, mm-hmm. uh, really two running backs. If he hits on two running backs, yeah. this team can be very powerful. Yeah. What team on this board do you like? This is my first time really looking at the whole board. So Team Five also chimed in. He stepped in and said that uh, Alex Blake stepped in. He's Team Number Five. But what do you guys think about Team Five? All right, Team Five, Mr. Blake. Let's take a look at the squad. Let's take a look at the squad. Team Five. All right. So he started, started off with Chris McKay. Yeah. <laughs> so we already know we just talked about. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'll tell you right now was my favorite team. Who? Um. Team Nine. I like Team Nine. Diggs, Garrett. I like Team Josh Allen. I like the stack there, yeah. Because he has strong wide receivers. All of them are wide receiver ones. Yeah. And you see how he went with his fifth wide receiver, Christian Kirk? Mm -hmm. That's still a strong, like, strong wide receiver. And a guy that you can say, okay, like, I love this matchup. I've done my my research. He kills this particular, uh, you know, secondary look. The way he built his team, especially if Connor is what we think Connor's going to be, all he really needs to do is make – have one of those tight yeah. ends be the, a guy. What I would have liked to him to, uh, liked for him to do though is once you build around those five wide receivers, is to really get more running backs because you're really relying on James Conner, mm-hmm. which again, like I love. Well, aging, can you scoot up the screen? Aging what are the running backs? Yeah, backs aging running back Gibson, who oh, still didn't get enough is in top. Backs. Yeah, he didn't get and enough. then the rest of the running backs, like even if like. Their starter goes down. I'm still not convinced that these guys are it. Yeah, he should have hit you know, running so back like, a little bit more. At that stage, what I really want to do is like make sure, okay, the running backs that I get, if the starter goes down, or if it's a questionable situation, like he passed on Rashad Penny. You may not even be a Rashad Penny guy, but like in that situation, like man, you 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 need to tell like if you you need to be. Damn sure you can't tell yourself a story of how Rashad P- right. Penny can't dominate with the right. Eagles. You know, and it's not that Michael Thomas is a bad pick, but for this particular team, like you already got five wide receivers, and yeah, Michael Thomas would be a great addition, but was it really needed? You know, it wasn't needed, but it was a luxury pick. Yeah, and it could be a player where if he can hit and be a guy that you can start, uh, and he has everything else filled except but for then, the tight end. That, but then that start doesn't make sense because then now yeah. you took Terry McLaurin, where you could have taken another running back and you could have made your running back position well, start. Well, the goal is to optimize it, right? There's going to be a week where Terry McLaurin is the better option, and then another mm-hmm. week where Michael Thomas is the better so option. So, do you, know? you trust yourself to be able to say, okay, I got six good wide receivers, and if you believe Odell Beckham is anything, seven good wide receivers, I'm going to be able to figure out which four of these wide receivers to start Well, there's, every there's given always, week. Well, there's also the risk that he might just have been wrong on one of those top four or five wide receivers. But then, when do you figure out when you're wrong? Like, when do you figure out, Probably, like, in season? And that's a good topic. That's mm-hmm. an issue. That's, that's, a great, that's, that's a great my topic. issue with it. So, like, but, but, but just the way he built his team, he's Still built with high, high ceiling so type players. The start to me, honestly, the starts I could you could okay, you can scroll back up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm less like when I look at these drafts, I'm less interested with the starts. 
Because again, I don't care about eighty. You look at the back end. I don't care whether you start off with Steph Diggs and Garrett Wilson or Tyreek Hill and Jonathan Taylor or Christian McCaffrey and J- and Jalen Waddle or Jamar Chase and Chris Olave or AJ Brown and A. It's like does it really matter? Like you just like you know go ahead and you know roll some dice and whoever whichever two you get you, you get. And in the third, the guys that win the third round, the guys that win the fourth round, the guys that go in the third round, the guys that go in the fourth round. So who's your favorite team? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna take me a while to figure out that. But we we didn't we didn't finish assessing uh, team fives. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know we so, were doing team five. Chris, you gotta let us know who your favorite team is too. You can think yeah. about that as we assess team. I already five. know who my team. I'm, All right. So know. team five. You know, again, I have no issue with him starting off Christian McCaffrey, Jalen Waddle. Um, you know, I see a lot of outs there. In that offense, narrow target tree. Definitely don't mind that. Uh, I do think, you know, I like the fact that he was like, you know what, let me lock in. I, I went running back, but let me get a let me get a top end wide receiver. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. after that point, especially once it gets around four and five, there's guys that I like, but these are all guys with question marks. That's why they go in rounds four and five. You can say you love them, but mm-hmm. that's they go in rounds four and five for a reason. So, and then he came back and got TJ Hawk. You can always say just same story we talked in the same. Story we had with Mark Andrews, you can tell yourself with TJ Hawk. We saw how he finished last year. So that's that's the story there. Travis Etienne, that, you know, kind of, you know, mid to late four. We see him sliding down boards. I'm not an Etienne guy, but Etienne is someone I feel like this offense, you know, that was their first year last or that was their first year in that offense last year. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about this like really early in the season where I'm not a Travis Etienne guy, I have zero shares. But the one out that I could see is if you know, with Tanks Bigsby coming in and potentially taking more in-between-the-tackles look, maybe they think to themselves, now we can finally use mm-hmm. ETN as a weapon in the receiving game. But yeah. ETN is not a pass catcher. I, I don't I, – and I agree. I agree. But sometimes – Let me tell you but, what but ETN let me said. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. And okay. You, and, and then you can correct. Because, again, I'm not an ETN guy, but I'm just saying the one out that, they, that he may have. And sometimes – Teams don't care if you're not a pass catcher. They feel like they see something and they can make you into this. Mm-hmm. So the one out that I'm saying that he may have with this is that maybe they unlock another aspect of the offense where they incorporate the running back in the passing game. And now instead of like having to give ETN all this work, now they say, okay, Tank Bisbee, you take some more in between the tackles carry. Now, ETN, we can do things like some fun things like spit you out wide, get you involved mm-hmm. in a screen game, have you run more routes where we actually are targeting you. That's the one out. I, you know, I don't believe that story, but that's the one out. Well, just, I was just going to mention that, and I remember this the day it happened, but yeah. several years ago when ETN um, didn't come out of, of, of college or did enter the draft after the junior year at Clemson, mm-hmm. he actually stated that there was times he was afraid when the ball was coming to him to catch the ball or something, yeah. something to that. And I, I can find the quote later, but he was, a, he, he didn't feel comfortable in the receiving game where the ball was coming to him. Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't like, he wasn't comfortable. Catching they, made or something like that, that. they made it a point that, that he said that was get, part of the reason why yeah. he went back for a senior yeah. year. Yeah. He went to work on it. that. And, yeah. and, and that got him his draft capital. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, you know, I think he would have drafted credit high credit regardless though. Cause he had a really good, but adding that in there, but that's and that, and that's why I was never a fan because I felt like the offense was schemed in such a way where he's just like well for me the reason why I was a fan was just simply because of draft capital yeah but but yeah. that but that regime he's is gone. shifty too yeah that yeah. regime yeah. is gone shifty. so that kind of is out the window they just bit. didn't yeah. throw to him a lot it wasn't that he like dropped passes or like didn't look I mean he maybe dropped one too but he but he still like, 
Do they just really, didn't talk to him a lot. Well, do they really need to split him out wide when they got Ridley? No, no that's why I don't believe got, that story, but I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm so, giving so the benefit of the doubt. Let me speak on Team 5 real quick. Evan Ingram, too, yeah, yeah. but they split him out wide. Let, let me so speak what? on Team 5 a little. The only, mm-hmm. the only reason I don't care, and again, I forgot Alex's name. Mm-hmm. Don't come at me on Twitter. I, my bad already. Please but, come at him on Twitter. I would uh, love the, only, the, only, <laughs> the only reason Team 5 concerns me is because if you look at the whole team, except for maybe Juju, Mm-hmm. All his wide receivers are wide receiver twos. Every single one of them. Some people would argue that Mike Williams. Mike Williams may not be a wide Maybe a, like a 1B. He may be like a T. Higgins. After you just talked up Keenan Allen? I'm, I'm saying with some people. Yeah. I, I didn't say what okay. I think. But, but, but <laughs> I just no, told you that Keenan but, Allen but, but the, some players. The yeah. typical I can see it, thinking though. of it is mm-hmm. all these guys, none of them are wide receiver ones. I don't believe in Quentin Johnson. This year, like I really don't. I, I really but it's, not, like, it's not between Mike and Quinn John. It's between Mike and Keenan. But I think Mike and Keenan can both succeed. Okay, but do you think Mike Williams is the wide receiver one? No, no, absolutely. That's not. what I'm saying. Like nobody well, looks at those right, receivers. Who, who in that round is a wide receiver one? But that's what I'm saying. The team, the way the team is I was made. He's gonna say Michael Pippen, but okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get him a Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood. Maybe Tony. But Tony's no, he's not. Yeah, I, I, that's that's yeah, Kelsey. Man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 you're basically dependent, and, and I w- I want to have as top Jahan end Dotson, pass catchers as possible. Dehan Dotson, maybe. But this What's is the thing. Team 11, but this is though. the thing. Like, but, look, the 11 but look, look. This is why. But this is why I kind of like this setup. He has an elite tight end. That's hard to do. Mm-hmm. He has an elite quarterback. So when you take a tight end and a quarterback in the first five rounds, mm-hmm. man, you. But do you know how hard? Do you know how hard it is to find a wide receiver one though? But this is this is but his wide receiver one is uh, Jalen Waddle. So look, no, I'm saying like players that are their team's wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find players that end up being a team's running back one. But this this goes back to like our last episode where starting off with this, it may not matter because his starting lineup likely is going to be Christian McCaffrey, Mm -hmm. T.J. Hawkinson, Joe Burrow. It's going to be his first six picks. Travis Etienne, Damian Pierce. No. It'll be likely Samaj P. Ryan. Over who? He's going to start four running backs this first week. I guarantee it. I, I guarantee start, it. I would start Dotson over P. Ryan. Oh, I would not. Because I doubt Javante Williams is going to be like fully go. And P. Ryan is going to probably catch about four or five ca- uh, passes. I, I would week. start Dotson. I, I, I'm, Mark I'm, it down. I'm just... I'm just high on Dotson though. Like I think Dotson well, have a good year. That's but- fine, but I feel like he has four running backs. Like so, to me, Mike Williams. Like you could say Mike Williams is your wide receiver too. You could also just say he's your flex. I mean, you, you can hope that, right? Like, we've seen Mike Williams have duds. We, we, yeah. We're not guaranteed Mike Williams going to smash offense, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that offense last year was... This is why I'm so low on Austin Eckler. If you watch that offense, that was like not... To me, that did not look like an NFL offense. And you had Justin Herbert as your quarterback. The dude has a, a, a gun. You can make, Maybe it was the injuries. I don't know. But when they brought in... To me, when they brought in Kellen Moore, they were basically like, what are we doing? We have this young quarterback with this amazing arm who literally, like, you know, set the world on fire his rookie year. And you. then we went from, like, you know, putting our trust in him to, like, giving our running right, back but, 100 receptions. When we have Keenan Allen, we have Mike Williams, and we have all these receiving you options. You can say all that, but you still are not guaranteed Mike Williams is going to smash this year. And you still are not guaranteed you Mike Williams is even a wide receiver, yeah. too. So what I'm saying is when I look at that team, I have, I, like, I, I don't feel comfortable any week with my wide receiver who, but who in the seventh round in this draft do you guarantee? But again, can smash? that's why I go back to Team Nine. I like the way they built the team. They have four wide receiver ones off top, and you can argue Christian Kirk 
might be his team's wide receiver one. But who's his tight end? Can you guarantee any of his tight ends are gonna smash? Oh, we can't guarantee. But if they can you do, guarantee? what about but, his but, but, running back but, but, two? But he needs. But he needs just one tight end. But what about his running back two? Can you guarantee he's gonna smash? But he needs just one running back. Like, but the, he needs like, two but, running backs. That's what I just said. I think it's easier to find a running back that's gonna end up being a team starter than it is a team. That, like it's harder to find on the waiver wire or, or later in drafts. A, a player that's going to end up being their team's wide receiver one. Oh, I wouldn't. I'm not going to argue with that. That's why literally I start off my drafts with those wide receivers. Right. So, and, and that's what I'm saying. That's my issue with team five. And again, don't come at me, Alex. I'm sorry. Man, please come but at me, Alex. We <laughs> want all. When I money. look at the team, it's like, I, like, <laughs> like I'm going into the season like hoping Williams is a is a guy or yeah. Dotson is a guy or Juju or Nico. While I look at team nine, it's like I'm confident those guys are going to smash. Man, now nah, you 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 hope you still you're still hoping in two positions. I think you're hoping less. Hoping where? You're hoping that it's RB2. You talking about with Team 9? Yeah. You, no, but remember what I kept saying. You can, I think it's I know, easy to find a running back. How long is it going to take you to find that? It might, be, it might not be that long. And the he, reason why it's going to be hard to find a running back, because I think Team 11, I think it's risky because he took three high-end receivers and didn't take another receiver. Bro, y'all act like, like running backs aren't found on the waiver wire every single week. I got you. But listen, I like the way that he attacked the draft because I think he's attacking the draft to win it all or or to not win it all. What about the team all? that started Look off with 11. Tyreek Hill? Mm, yeah, no. that's kind of nice too, though. I mean, like, see, there, see, here's the thing, though. Y'all looking at it with with July eyes. Well, that's all we can do. So, but, but, but here's the thing. Starting I mean, like, where, but, where is this starting lineup? Name the starting lineup, he or she. Starting lineup that, you know, we're like, there's going to be like a huge question mark. With who? With the Tyreek Hill team. But that's what I'm saying. Y'all looking at it with July eye. The way it looks now, it looks great. But what I'm saying is by the time the season starts, we can have injuries. We can have a... Uh, well, that's what every team. But, yeah, every team. But, 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 but we know running backs tend to get hurt more often than receivers. But say no injuries. We're not, not talking about injuries. We talked about this two weeks ago. If we knew there was no injuries, then of course what, running backs okay, would go higher. He has four starting running backs, though. He has four But if we knew the... That's what I'm saying. You think they're starting now because you're thinking in July. But Once you can the season say, you starts, can say that with might, the they might not be the running backs to have. But you can say that with literally every, every single team, team, including the team that drafted four Ex wide receivers. James Conner and Anthony Richardson. But we know those wide like there's nothing that's going to happen to the wide receivers. You don't know there's that. There's nothing that's going to happen to. All right, all right. Hey, come, come on, man. Okay, but look, come on, he has, he also come has on, James Conner and Antonio man. Gibson. Come on, he, man. Has, it, has James Conner ever been hurt? Has Antonio Gibson ever been hurt? No. So he literally may not have no, two starting running backs. Those guys can get hurt, yes. But what I'm saying is he's so still he going to have to. So he's going to start off with two with 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 no running backs. But no, what the, I'm with, saying is the way he built his team, he has four high end wide receivers that usually don't get hurt. You take this Tyree Hill team, those guys can get hurt. They can end up being in a committee. They can just lose touches. But he and only then, has to start two, and he has four what potentially starting. He, he has Tyree Hill, Pittman, Pittman, Moore, Bateman. Pittman, Moore, and Bateman are not people people so are excited look, to have on their so team. So let me ask you, he's still a number one receiver. But they're not exciting number one receivers. They're not, right, and you don't even know if Elijah Moore is the number one receiver. You don't even know if Bateman is the number one receiver. You hope they are. But why do you need him to be a number one receiver? Yeah. He you just, just said they're number one receivers. That's what I'm saying. Do you think he needs two? So you, do you think Terry McLaurin outscores Joe Mixon this year? They both stay healthy? I think there's a good chance Terry McLaurin outscores Joe because Mixon. Because he has never done that ever. Ever. He's never what? Outscored Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's on the downside. 
Joe, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Is Terry McLaurin on the upside? Or is yes. He's on the upside. No, come on. How is Terry McLaurin on the upside? He has a new OC. He has a quarterback that, that they're confident in. Like, they, they, everything about Washington. They've been be confident in every single quarterback. Remember when we was at, who was the guy who was what, selling what, us What on? offense? But listen, but listen. Who, who was the guy? Who was he at? Hanky. What offense in Washington? Heineke was a good player. Exactly. They were confident in Heineke. So Who was the OC then? They never had a good OC. This is the first time. Eric B. Enemy has never, has never like, like he's never really been an OC. Oh, so you about so to knock? You about, you about to say Eric B. Enemy's not uh, a benefit for? We don't have Eric B. Enemy. We don't have the enemy slander on this He was never in charge of the passing game. He was never in charge of the passing game. Compared to the pat, compared to T. Mac's whole career, this is gonna be the first time he's with actual viable OC. And you can't even name Eric B. Enemy was in charge of the running backs. He was not in charge of the passing game. So he's going to an OC that he's basically going to an OC who's never been in charge in charge of the passing. Regardless, mm -hmm. compared to his career, ignore what you even without a seeing Eric Bieniemy actually coach. Do you think any other coach he's had has been better than what he's going to have this year? I don't any know. Any other one? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily okay. know if it's a downgrade. I really don't. I really don't. So what I'm saying is, you think Eric Bieniemy is going to be? I don't think Turner was actually other? that bad. I really don't. Okay. I really don't. I think well, I, then, I, I think it's a downgrade. Because right. I actually think it's a because downgrade. Because the rest, I, oh, I'm sorry. The Commanders' offense has been horrible. It's been horrible career. because they've had bad quarterbacks. They've had literally bad OCs. They've Every had bad single quarterbacks. OC has been fired. Back Car to they back had to Carson back. Wentz. Carson Wentz. Went. He was horrible. Exactly. Carson Wentz is a terrible quarterback. So that has nothing to do with the OC. But but what I'm saying, Carson had, Wentz had, got had, got Frank White. He had got bad Frank quarterback. Uh, he had fired. bad OCs. This you year he has that. an OC um, that they're excited about. I mean, Everybody on the team is talking him up. So T Mac. Compared to Joe Mixon's situation, T Mac looks that, that much OC, better. That OC than didn't Mixon. look as bad when he was with Carolina and they were putting up numbers. So I don't necessarily know that you could say that. Okay. I think it was more quarterback than anything else. Okay. Well, I, like I said, most people they they think Eric Bieniemy is going to be the best OC T Mac has ever played with, and and, and that, that's him. So I feel like he's on an upward trajectory. I have trajectory. no clue why they're thinking that. You you, you do know you do you know can't, you can't you, you do can't know. provide on, any man. evidence of why Eric Bieniemy is a good OC. You do you do know when literally man. he was on, not man. in charge of the passing game. Come on, game, man, don't do and that. And he had Andy Reid to don't do, do what? That. Don't do that. Don't do that. All everybody right, everybody knows Eric Bieniemy is an upgrade for T Mac. Like how? everybody. How how? Okay. Tell me how. Give me okay. one reason why. <laughs> okay. You can't give me one reason <laughs> why. Hey, look, because he was under Andy Reid. Okay. And because he had Patrick Mahomes. There's no reason you can tell me Eric Bieniemy so is a better OC. So you think Eric Bieniemy is going to be better for T. Mac? I have no clue. I think it's a downgrade. Yes or no? You think we're it's going, a downgrade? We're, we're going from okay. a guy Next who subject, has sir. never really been an OC. Next subject, sir. Who has never been in charge of the passing Next game. Next subject. All right, guys. Somehow I have to get these guys on the same page because on August 2nd, we're going to have our, dra our draft where we're going to open it up and we're going to draft against the viewers. And somehow I have to get <laughs> yeah. these guys on the same page. Yeah. August 2nd. 9 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to actually open up, have a draft. I want to make sure I get that time correctly, but we're going to open it up. Go to ffpc.com, 9 o'clock p.m. draft on August 2nd. I have to somehow get these guys on the same page. And Alex, to be able Chris, all this shit we were talking about, y'all's draft. <laughs> please. Please come out, come out, come out and like do some damage. Show us what's up. 9 p.m. Yeah. draft. I got to get these guys yeah. on the same page. Please, if you do want to watch that draft, follow First and 15 Fantasy Football. Follow our individual page. You will be able to see that uh, on our individual page. Follow 
Guys, I think that's all the time we have right now. I think Dio is leaving, man. He's out of here. Well, right. no, no. We got one last thing. We got one last thing. So, man, we got a lot of changes uh, that have taken place at First and 15. Yes, uh, hopefully, you guys are appreciate, appreciating the uh, updated uh, and the improved, the revamped uh, production quality. The video, shout out to Chris. He's been doing an amazing job with that. But, but we got a lot more coming. I mean, the draft is just the tip of the iceberg. We got a lot more coming. Um, I hate draft shows, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he, does, he does. I'm probably not even going to participate. But we, we, we force them because we know y'all like them. We, we know y'all like them. Uh, but for the first time ever, for the first time ever, first and 15, we'll be having guests. Yes. 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 That means, and when I tell you, you know, I'm extremely excited for the guests that we are having. Like, yeah. I can't. I don't want to get. I don't want to throw it out there right now. I am gonna oversell it because I really feel like uh, you guys are gonna love who we have yeah, on cool. the pod. We're going to bring them on the couch. Yeah, man, the couch is gonna bring turn them into, big into the Vicks. first and fifteenth family. Pour them up a glass, yes, and we're sir. gonna chop it up. Like when I tell you, our first guest will actually monster. be next week. We're not gonna drop the name yet. You're gonna have to tune in to find out. First guest will be next week. And then we'll be having guests after that as well. So a lot of changes. Uh, we appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, we're getting more views than ever. Uh, please, please, I can't stress it enough. We are really trying to grow this family. So stop, you know, stop hoarding it to yourself. I, a lot of y'all, you know, you hit me up in the DMs and tell me, you know, you know, I love the show. I want to support, but man, I can't, I can't, I can't share with my with my league mates. You know, I got to keep it to myself. Please, please help us out. Yeah. Share. At least, if you're not gonna share, I understand. I understand. We all we all looking for edges, but you. like, subscribe. You know, again, shout out to Chris. Production to me has just been on point. Shout out to Deo coming with the fire. He comes out with the topics uh, for the most part. You know, this is really a free flowing format, but always bringing the energy. So you know, we surrounded by you know a great team here, and we got some great viewers. We appreciate y'all sharing the boards. Yes, we sir. will continue that segment as well. Daniel, you anything to add? You got some dynasty? Um, so the Cardinals, running back two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe in Keontae Ingram. Yeah. And right. I put this tweet out there, and I'm not really seeing much of it, but just I'm just going to, just so y'all know, I was the one that mentioned his name. Amari DiMercato, and I might be butchering his name. Look him up, TCU backup running back. He backed up Keandre Miller at TCU. Um, nice mm -hmm. pause, but nice size for a running back. Hey, uh, yo. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he... Popcorn, Drafted. <laughs> one thing you always... I, well, me personally, one thing I always look at is when there's a regime change, who is the regime bringing into the team? Who are they drafting? Who are they signing? Because they have no type of relationship or uh, commitment to the previous players on that mm -hmm. team. Um, so he's a the guy they took. That backup running back position for the Cardinals is still up in the air, in my opinion. And let's not forget, not too long ago, we saw James Conner as an injury risk type player. Yeah. He hasn't been hurt the last couple of years, but let's not just forget about it. He, he was, there, still he was there last hurt. year. Yeah. Oh, he was? Yeah, yeah you yeah. did get hurt a couple yeah. a game or two. Um, but let's not forget about that. That's a, that's a handcuff that nobody's yeah. really targeted. I don't even think Ingram's getting drafted that much. Yeah. But that's, and that's the thing, option too. Right like, yeah, the, the most important thing is just to be aware of him. Yeah. Because, yes, you know, barring injury, Connor's going to start the season off. But the Cardinals right now, you know, and for, you know, rightfully so, like they are that team that like nobody wants any business of. Yeah. The, you know, 
the guy, you know, I think it's it's either it's between James Conner and Marquise Brown as far as and I think Marquise Brown has the edge as far as like the first Cardinal to go off the board, and that's usually like around round seven in an F in FFPC format anyway. So that how you know, there's not a lot of teams where the first player being drafted is like round seven and later, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's large gaps even for players going after that. So. Nobody is believing in this team, but like Dale always says, like this team is going to score fantasy points. And part of that is because Kyler is coming back from an ACL. We don't mm-hmm. know what the state of that's going to be. A lot, you know, a lot of us don't have him, you know, starting the season. But at some point, he said he's trying to get back by week exactly. one. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and honestly, like I'm, start, I'm I mean, I'm kind of liking like what I'm hearing. Like I feel like I like this. Like I got to prove it. I like the regime that he needs to prove it to. Yeah. I like that he wants to. Like he's hearing all this negativity, and now he's finally got to like you know, because this is when players become it's the great. First time in his life too. Well, that yeah, he's, well, he's got to prove like, it. Yeah. But what I, what I'm getting at is that like. If yeah, there's still that chance that maybe he doesn't play this year, small chance I think. But mm-hmm. if he does come back, which I think is the the most likely betting thing, at some point, maybe week ten and on, he's gonna start getting into form. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what offense Kyler is in. Yeah. If he's in form and has those legs, now that offense becomes viable. Yeah. No matter what you want to say about his ability to be able to read defense, you know, a healthy Kyler or a mobile Kyler is going to open things up. So if James, so if this is a team that's like not worried about winning, making the playoffs, James Conner has like a little bit of a like a low ankle, like a grade one low ankle sprain, and they're mm-hmm. like, you know, Conner, you know, sit this out, let's see what we got. They may want to take a look at that guy, and if it's in an offense with a healthy Kyler, like don't view this offense, you know, on what what is it, uh, July seventeenth, eighteenth. Don't view this offense on July eighteenth and think that like come. November, December, that it's going to look like and feel like the same offense. We're going to yeah. feel very differently when Kyler is more mobile and moving around and more healthy. And then some of these younger guys, like even Michael Wilson, who we talked about, you know, start doing a little bit of something as well. Rondell Moore may make a, a reemergence. Mm-hmm. You know, the rookie Trey McBride. Or maybe even Zach Ertz just being healthy now is a viable, another viable option. This offense can really start to look a lot different. Right now, we just, you know, looking at it as just like – this like garbage offense, but things change. Things change very quickly. All right, guys, that's our podcast this week. Please like, rate, subscribe. Oh, and check out our We're overtime out. videos. Yes. Or fifth, fifth quarter. Fifth quarter. Fifth quarter. Fifth quarter. Fifth quarter. Man, we should have made that fifth quarter.